welcome to Blue Notes On Air. Join us as we chat with experts, analysts and commentators from the Asian region about business, culture and economics. For our ongoing success, we must look beyond our borders. We need to look to the rest of Australia for for continued growth, but we also need to be uh, very mindful of the importance of the export market. Today, ANZ's Alan Reid chats to a panel of experts on the impact of the recent South Australian budget on business conditions, confidence and the outlook for the state. We hope you enjoy the discussion. We're at the uh, Grant Thornton uh, ANZ uh, post-federal budget uh, SA Economic Update. I'm just with our uh, panellists, firstly, uh, Joe Masters, who's a, a senior economist with ANZ, Victoria Angove, who's the Joint Managing Director of Angove Family Wines, and Yang Wan, who's a tax partner at Grant Thornton. Welcome. Um, firstly to you, Joe, as an economist covering the country and, and uh, several industries or multiple industries, how's the SA economy faring compared to um, our, counter- our counterparts? Sure. Well, obviously in the last few years, we've seen South Australia underperform states like New South Wales and Victoria, which have been really the engine of sort of national growth. But actually, encouragingly, in the last couple of quarters, we've seen uh, some signs that economic activity is accelerating in South Australia. And in fact, in our ANZ Statometer, which takes a whole range of economic indicators, uh, we just released the March quarter uh, Statometer. And that showed that the South Australian economy had not only continued to improve, but is now sitting uh, with above trend growth and still accelerating. Put that into context, we've actually seen also some quite significant improvement in Queensland. We've got Victoria still with quite solid growth, but we are seeing the growth momentum in New South Wales roll over. Uh, So actually, relatively, South Australia looks like it's doing a little bit better. And in what areas do you see the growth opportunities in the next 12 months? So one of the the ways I like to look at that is to look at employment growth. You know, when business is going well, they tend to employ people. So if we look at jobs growth in South Australia, over the last year, the healthcare sector has been the biggest uh, employer of of new jobs. Now, that's actually true across the nation. What's quite unique in uh, South Australia, sorry, is around agriculture. So quite strong uh, jobs growth in the agricultural sector. And I see that as a real opportunity. You know, we often talk about the uh, burgeoning middle class in China. We know that it's growing both in size and in disposable income, and we expect that to continue. And Australia uh, generally, and South Australia in particular, is very uh, well placed to feed into that, particularly with that reputation for premium uh, green products. So I think real opportunities sit there with uh, education, tourism, agriculture, and of course wine. And we've seen some quite encouraging statistics on, on that front as well. I guess looking a little bit further ahead, uh, we've also got the publicly funded naval shipbuilding uh, program, which will also uh, create some opportunities both for activity and for uh, jobs from 2020. So a positive outcome for South Australia, which, which you could say is the first for some time, which is fantastic. Headwinds? Are there anything we need to look out for? Absolutely. There are always headwinds. Uh, so... Uh, You know, one that's a headwind, I guess, for the economy overall is actually around the fact that wage growth is still incredibly weak, and that's that's true actually in every state. Uh, But we see wage growth really is the key for the national economic outlook. It's absolutely critical for consumption, which is the biggest part of any economy. Uh, For South Australia in particular, I guess demographics uh, remain a real headwind, and you know we're continuing to see young people look uh, to other states for job opportunities, and that's going to create an ongoing economic headwind. If we can move towards the budget, um, uh, a number of the initiatives are underpinned by growth in revenue uh, of the economy, which is great. How sustainable do you think that assumption is, given that Standard & Poor's have kept the, uh, the national rating at AAA- because they've got some concerns with some of our trading partners? 
Sure. When we look at the uh, economic forecasts that underpin the budget and we compare them to our own forecasts at ANZ, they look broadly credible. Uh, we do think the budget's uh, wages forecasts are so somewhat higher than ours and perhaps uh, there's some downside risk there and that will be important because the windfall gain on the revenue side of the accounts came actually through uh, income tax revenue. So uh, look, I think uh, the budget numbers do require the sort of good economic story to play out. We think that's likely but we think the risk is sort of on the downside, not on the upside to that. Good. Yan, can I just pass to you on the budget? Um, what are the implications for business and then specifically South Australian businesses? Right, thank you. So um, speaking to our clients at Grant Thornton and as a tax partner, I think the main focus for us has been the individual tax cuts. So the government has targeted people uh, who earn between $100,000, $200,000, basically reducing the tax rate from the 37% tax rate down to 32.5%. What that means is for each of these people, the tax benefit to them could be anything from $1,000 to $7,000, depending on where they sit in that $100,000, $200,000 scale. So that's in itself is important because uh, in South Australia, a lot of the successful small business owners tend to take home money to survive and they, they, you know, if they're doing quite well, they'll be earning that bracket. It's also important for them because um, it's not just business owners who get the tax cuts, it's their customers too. So the more uh, money to spend, the more the economy will benefit. Now, South Australia contributes about 7% of the taxpayers, individual taxpayers, and the government yesterday actually in Senate's um, estimated, sorry, in the lower house estimated that the, the overall tax benefit of these cuts will be about $146 billion over 10 years. So we get our 7% chunk of that money. You can quite easily see it's a big amount of money for business and consumers in South Australia. And I think from a small business point of view, it's important that they um, understand that this is also a political debate and this matter is currently before the Senate. Uh, there are a few, Labor will oppose this, but there are a few Senate senators on the crossbench who might be persuaded otherwise if, you know, small business made your voice heard. So I would encourage small business uh, to contact their, their local senators and, and made their voice heard because this is very important to them. Other than the individual tax cuts, Alan, there are other issues such as R&D. There's, there's concessions for business generally, but small business with turnover of under $20 million. Uh, they will, they're tightening up those rules, but a lot of the benefits are still there. And finally, there's a write-off. If you're a small business looking to buy assets up to $20,000, you'll be able to write that off immediately instead of depreciating over time. Now, that's it's a timing thing, but it will bring cash flow forward um, to your benefit and it will allow you to invest in equipment, uh, plant and equipment, and, and get some subsidies from the government. So other than lobbying our politicians, yep. what other actions should our um, business owners be taking in response to the budget? Well, I mean, at the risk of sounding self-interested, I'd encourage them to consult their advisors and their accountants and tax advisors because, um, look, to be fair, a lot of the individual tax measures won't kick in until 2023, so it's a long way off. But they should understand that um, the, the, there's one, the government's got a set of proposals, the opposition's got another set of proposals, and what the opposition got, has got is a series of um, quite severe tax um, imp imposts on things like reducing negative gearing, like removing capital gains tax discounts and taxing trusts. So, Yes, the tax cuts the government's proposing is far off, but look at the, 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 you know, the, concept, the alternative and then you weigh that according. And as a small business, I'd be really thinking about that choice and speaking to my accountant about that choice. Victoria, can I turn to you now as a business 
um, runner, uh, owner, shareholder um, in the wine sector. What does the South Australian economic outlook mean for the wine industry in South Australia and for your business? Well, we've been a South Australian family-owned and operated business since 1886. So we've seen over 132 years of cycles and, and small cycles and large cycles. And, um, and at, at the end of the day, South Australia is still a very small state in the scheme of things. And for, for our ongoing success, we must look beyond our borders. We need to look to the rest of Australia for, for continued growth. But we also need to be uh, very mindful of the importance of the export markets, which we've alluded to already today. Uh, the, um, the important thing though is that South Australia must provide businesses here with a really strong foundation and the ability to um, have strong skill sets within an economy is really um, a, a, a perfect relationship with the health of the economy. We need to have a vibrant and healthy economy so that we can continue to, to do what we want to do. And on that basis, are you confident with the, the, the basis of the South Australian economy and the outlook? I think things are looking really encouraging, absolutely. There's a very positive sentiment. We've had, obviously, a government change and, and that's brought with it a lot of promises and, and now we need to see some delivery. The, um, the wine industry is, is critical to South Australia's uh, health. We employ around 9,000 people as an industry, let alone the multipliers that, that come by from tourism, from other suppliers of services to the wine industry. And, um, and we are very optimistic about the state of the international wine opportunity for South Australian wine. Internationally, we have um, got a, a situation where demand is growing beyond supply. Uh, we, we, it's never been healthier than it is today. Mm, mm. And with that backdrop, if capital were unlimited for you, where would your investment be uh, in, inside that industry? We still continue to see very good opportunities through almost every wine producing region of South Australia. Uh, as, a, as an Australian business, uh, we, we have extensive business beyond South Australia. So we see other uh, vineyard areas such as Tasmania and the Yarra Valley as providing really good opportunities. Uh, are there any standout disappointing elements of, of the budget that, um, that haven't been mentioned? Yeah, I'd like to jump in with that one because one of the things that um, the government had a really good opportunity to do some work on was the Export Market Development Grant and, and that's a grant that helps exporters to cover the cost of, of growing their export markets. It's a time-capped grant, uh, so you, at the moment I believe you have seven years to, um, to expend the grant. But if you're a business like ours that has been operating for many, many, many years, you utilise that grant 20 or so years ago uh, and the, the payoff of the EMDG for every dollar invested, uh, KPMG did a study that showed it returned $7.07 uh, in terms of um, economic benefit and, and I think that as a mechanism um, for continuing to grow exports uh, was something that could have been looked at a little bit further in the budget. Mm. Yeah, did you have anything to add there? Look, I think, as I said earlier, the, the whole issue now is that there are a number of um, corporate tax cuts and individual tax cuts that are going to be held up in the Senate. Now, for me, that is disappointing because it's um, delaying relief to the economy. And if I had a wish, it would be that uh, those measures were passed. Um, putting aside the politics of it all, it, they are important. This, this economy um, taxes very heavily um, high. Uh, individuals will earn on money and also companies and if we're going to compete internationally for capital 
and we're going to compete to retain Australians and you know, st stop discouraging them by high taxes so that they work offshore and move offshore, we really need to have a good, long, hard look at what's before Parliament and, and hope that some relief comes our way. Right from an e-commerce perspective, Joe. Yeah, I guess we look at it slightly from a you know bigger picture. I think the disappointment for us was around the lack of any new infrastructure spending. Uh, so if you look at the overview from the budget, it talked about $24.5 billion worth of infrastructure spending, but none of that was new. Uh, that had actually been in the, uh, in the 2017 budget. It was just actually being allocated. So I think when population growth is so strong and we're seeing that certainly, uh, you know, a lot of uh, congestion and sort of overflow uh, in some of our major cities, to not see any new infrastructure spending, to not sort of build that pipeline out was disappointing. Maybe they were trying to pay down some debt rather than uh, go and raise more uh, capital to continue the infrastructure spend. Well, certainly the debt profile actually does look a bit better. Uh, so net debt will actually peak uh, this year a little bit lower than uh, they had uh, thought before. Actually, net debt in Australia on a, a Commonwealth uh, basis, um, when you sort of put it on an international comparison, is actually relatively low. So it'll peak at a little under 19% of GDP. Mm. Victoria, what else can government, industry, um, partners of business do uh, in the current environment to support, in your case, the wine industry? You've touched on... EMDG, but, but what other uh, um, support can, can those parties provide to your sector? Yeah, I think that one of the things that um, we as a business are looking for is, um, is some certainty in terms of um, governance and in terms of uh, what would be wonderful, and, and Jan, it goes to your point a little, is that there, is a lot of there has been a lot of tinkering around the edges in, in our tax system. And um, it's been 20 years since the, the GST was introduced and it was a brave move. And, um, and I think we are really lacking leadership in that tax reform discussion. And whilst I'm aware that the budget's never historically been used for those significant tax reforms to, to see some bravery and some ability to show leadership in that tax space to, um, and in so doing to simplify what has become a really complex uh, and convoluted tax system would really help get rid of some red tape, help our reduce our compliance costs, um, possibly not help your business, but, um, but, but in truth it is trying to manage some of those compliance costs which provide really bring with them quite a significant burden um, without actually delivering in anything of value. Um, and, and so to, to work towards that as a goal, I think should be the goal for any incumbent government. Joe, um, what impact, if any, does, does the budget mean for interest rates and, um, and the Aussie dollar, which is, um, which is key to, to the wine industry? Start with interest rates. Sure. Look, after the budget, uh, it hasn't impacted the way that we think about either interest rates uh, or the currency. If you look at the budget, it, it will provide somewhat more stimulus to the economy than we had uh, previously, but not enough really to change our views. So uh, we've got uh, the uh, Reserve Bank of Australia on hold this year with two rate hikes next year, uh, the first one being in May. So, you know, some time out and even then only sort of two in the year. So uh, a very sort of mild uh, tightening cycle. Now, market interest, rate, interest rates have gone up a, a little bit already, uh, but we think you know, that that cycle is going to be fairly um, muted. In terms of the currency, uh, we think we've seen the high uh, for the Aussie this year already, and we're looking for the Aussie to finish this year at 72 cents against the US. So providing a bit of stimulus for those export markets. Thank you for listening to Blue Notes On Air. Blue Notes On Air was produced by the Blue Notes editorial team with music by Kevin McLeod.